Welcome to Storming the Gates with your hostess and fellow warrior, Joni Scott. It's good to have you here today. Hello again, this is Joni Scott, and I'm welcoming you back. Today we're going to be discussing some recent coincidences where the same phrase or Bible verse just sort of popped up. Friends of mine have called these a God incident. And maybe you've experienced that, right? And I think that is one of the ways that God actually gives us what could actually be called a prophetic word, right? Uh, Before I get into that, I want to start by pointing out Lou Engel's recent Hinge of History podcast on YouTube. Now, Lou Engel is the founder of a ministry called The Call, and he began a 40-day fast and has had daily devotions. And he also has joined with a group of praying gals who are embarking on a 30-day commitment to pray 30 minutes each day live on Instagram. That's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find them at Women Well Gathering on Instagram. And there they do worship, they lift up their nation, and they're focused on the overturning of the diabolical Supreme Court ruling back in 1973 of Roe v. Wade. I've been trying to take a walk every day during that 30-minute live prayer time, and it's wonderful, and it's great to walk. Uh, Part of a fast is time, right? Committing your time to God. So that's how I see it, that that is time that I'm taking during the 30 days committing myself to prayer. All righty, check that out. Let me know what you think. The other day, I was simply opening my Bible and asking God where I should read. I usually read through a book of the Bible, but having recently completed First Peter, I wasn't sure where to go next. I randomly flipped open to Proverbs 28, and my eyes fell on verse 4. It says, those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Is that not the perfect verse for our times, for this election? It's exactly what we're seeing in the news and social media. Rioters, abortionists, people practicing warped sexual behavior are being praised by lawless politicians. And then the righteous ones are returning and contending by holding prayer rallies, worship events. I also think this verse is saying that a truly righteous person must contend. The heart cannot bear to see or hear of wickedness being unleashed on our society without speaking up. Well, I read on and landing next in Proverbs 29 verse 2, it says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Again, I thought this is a verse for our times. Right now, we can see states that are free and states that are oppressed during this pandemic. Christians in particular have been targeted in certain states. Just today, I saw that a college professor was accusing white Christians of causing the fires in California. And he said it's because they're climate deniers. Didn't Nero burn down Rome and accuse the Christians? (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. Well, because that verse spoke to my heart, so to speak, I wrote it in my journal. A few days later, I thought, well, I got a lot of Proverbs the other day. I'm, I'm going to go back there. What is the date today? Because I'm going to start with whatever the date is today. 
it turned out it was the 29th. And as I read, I hit verse two again that says, when the, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When a wicked man rules, the people groan. Wow. I was like, that's crazy. I'd forgotten that I just read that and verse two really speak to me again. Well, that might not be that great a coincidence, but immediately after reading that verse, for some reason, I randomly grabbed a magazine on the table next to me and I opened it up and there was a picture of George Washington praying and the caption said, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. That's why I put that picture on my blog post. If you're reading this at stormingthegates.net, I cut that page out and I put it on my refrigerator. And even as I think about it right now, I believe God is saying, look at George Washington, pray for your nation. He was a man who kept going even when all the odds were against him. God desires to raise up God-fearing men in order that his people can rejoice and not groan. That's his heart. And I kind of have this sort of three-time rule. I may read or see the same verse or thought twice and go, eh, well, could be God. But when it's three times or more, I tend to think God is talking. God is saying something. He's driving a truth home to you. And that is exactly why we learn to dwell with God. As we rest in his presence, it opens up a door for him to supernaturally reveal his heart. And he does this through the word, mostly. That's why when I'm hanging out with God, the Bible is open. Through his voice within us, we hear him speak to us. We do. Through magazines, right? He can really use whatever he wants. And at some point, I'd like to share more about praying in tongues. But today, let it suffice to say, praying in tongues will cause more of the mysteries of God's heart to be unlocked for you, just like leveling up in an arcade game on your phone. Some levels are locked, and we get there by dwelling with God through the word, through worship, through prayer, and especially praying in tongues. I I think I'm going to be doing a series soon on the elements of a prayer life. Alrighty, let me give you one more example of these God incidences, so to speak. Last Saturday, after a full week of work, meaning getting up at 4.30 a.m., driving squirming youngsters to and from school, I was very ready for a chance to linger over the word with a cup of coffee. My mind was tired, and I only hoped to get a chapter or two in before browsing my phone for the latest news updates. Well, I opened my Bible right to Isaiah 45 and began reading. This chapter is a prophecy about King Cyrus. He was not a Jew. He did not know God. Yet 70 years after this was written, he declared an edict. He released God's people to return to Jerusalem and rebuild their temple. Verse 13 states, I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives, not for price or reward. This verse made me think of our president. In fact, many have called Donald Trump a modern-day Cyrus. I was thinking how Donald Trump is a builder. He's building America's foundation of hard work and Judeo-Christian values. The verse made me also think of how he's refused the presidential salary. Instead, he donates the 400000 to various worthy causes each month. Well, then I flipped Amos 9. 
And there, verse 14 commanded my attention. I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. That verse was so similar to the one that stood out to me in Isaiah 45. I just thought on it for a few minutes. God desires us to be free, not controlled by COVID regulations. That can be so oppressive. And God wants us to build back what was lost and ruined. So that was two, two seemingly random verses talking about captives being freed combined with building. I can't say I was counting yet. That was two times. I was just like, huh. But next, I was listening to Rick Joyner. He does a Rick's rant on YouTube, and he said this, Watch how much God is building when everything falls apart. And that's when I truly felt the Spirit stir in me. The Bible verses were used by God to pinpoint a section of what Rick Joyner shared. It seems to me the third God incidence is is that building and Rick saying that because God wanted me to focus on that and tell me, don't stop building when troubled times come. Keep speaking, keep podcasting, keep ministering. In the midst of trials, my people are going to succeed like never before. And that's not just for me. It's also for you. Keep building. You're going to be amazed at what God does, even in, well, especially in times of trouble. Hey, how about you? I'd be over the moon excited if you could take the time to message me your own experience and the God incidences that God has used in your life. You can share those in the comments section at stormingthegates.net or on my Twitter handle with the same name, stormingthegat1. Apparently, storming the gates was taken. (laughs) Let me know if it's okay to share your story on a future podcast, because I would love to do that. Well, for now, let's close with a prayer to our brilliant God, who's able to put these details of our lives together in a miraculous harmony so we can hear from him and know we're being directed by his unending love and mercy. God, thank you. Thank you that you are righteous God. Lord, you are speaking to us today. I pray that when you speak, we will hear your voice and we will respond. That we won't just say, wow, that's cool how I read the same verse three times in one day. But God, that will say, God is talking to me and I want to move forward. May we listen. May we hear and do those things you ask us to, to move forward with in our lives. Bless our president. Bless this nation. May we be a praying people before your throne. Have a great day, and may God be speaking to you in so many ways that you can't resist his voice of love and mercy.